Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Watching the Boxes Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and we are hosted, as always, by hashtag basketball.com. Let's get uh, right into it. There's only uh, five games on tonight, and uh, the Oklahoma City Golden State game is still going on, and that is a brutal, brutal blowout right now. But we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, we're going to do another round of box scores tonight, starting with Orlando Magic versus the Sacramento Kings. This was kind of an interesting game. Um, DeMarcus Cousins did what Boogie usually does, 33 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals. Ty Lawson actually had his best game as the starting point guard for the Kings at 11 with 11 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Um, Ty Lawson is, is, is going to probably drop back to the bench once Darren Collison comes back from suspension. But it will be interesting to see how Lawson is used in the future. Right now, I would at least hold on to him for one or two games. You're not going to get anything of value for him anyway, unless there's someone in your league who doesn't know how to read and doesn't realize that his minutes are going to drop significantly. But Lawson might actually run a little bit more than previously thought, which was very little. He seemed competent in running with this team, and Aaron Aflalo isn't the greatest two-guard in the world, so Collison and Lawson actually might run a little bit together. Also, Lawson would be the primary backup, or the backup point guard, basically. So why not hold on to him, see how his value pans out? I'm not sure he'll reach back to this value, but it'll be interesting to see how the Kings want to use him moving forward. The rest of this team, Rudy Gay, is still, I think, uh, underrated, but he had a very mediocre uh, Rudy Gay night, only 16 points with only two steals, two rebounds, uh, two assists, two rebounds, and a steal. Two three-pointers, though. That's okay for Rudy Gay. I think his value is staying steady. Kufis started but only played 20 minutes. Aflalo only played 18. McLemore had 28 minutes tonight, but he really didn't do much in that 28 minutes. He had 11 points and 4 rebounds, but really nothing I'm getting excited about. Omir Caspi played 23 minutes. I like Omir when he's playing starters minutes, but only when he's playing starters minutes, and he currently isn't. The Magic had uh, another... Night full of mismatched big men playing positions that they shouldn't be playing. Aaron Gordon playing the three, had 13 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, a steal, and a block, and a three-pointer. That's a really good line from Aaron Gordon. I'm surprised that the Magic aren't kind of trying to adjust him into playing the three and the four. I don't see why uh, any reason why they couldn't play him with Bismack Miyambo at center. Bismack only played 22 minutes. He did have two blocks and nine rebounds, but only four points in those 22 minutes. If you drafted Bismack Biombo, I'm not sure he's standard league relevant unless he's going to play more minutes than this. Obviously he can do a lot in 22 minutes. And nine rebounds and two assists or two blocks is pretty good for that limited play. So if he ever gets the opportunity to play a lot more, his stand he'll be standard league value. But at 22 minutes, it's it's super borderline. He's um, really only good for the blocks and and rebounds, and and that can only sustain you so long. Vujovic played 29 minutes tonight, so a little bit surprising. 
that uh, Vujovic and Biombo less than 30 minutes tonight. Both Aaron Fournier had a great scoring night, but didn't do much else. He had 29 points. The rest of the team played okay. Ibaka only had one block and three rebounds. I feel like Ibaka's rebounds are going to be neutered on this team. They were neutered on the Oklahoma City Thunder simply because there was too many guys who could rebound on that team, uh, <laughs> their point guard being one of them, and Durant, and whoever was playing Adams or Cantor. And they had Ibaka kind of playing away from the ball as, as a spot-up four. The Orlando Magic are using Ibaka in a similar way. They're not keeping him down low as a, as a rim protector, even though he is a good rim protector. They are letting him shoot three-pointers. He shot six three-pointers tonight, which is going to affect his ability to get any rebounds, let alone Aaron Gordon, who, like, like I said, had 10 rebounds tonight. Vujovic, who has nine. Biombo had nine. There's just not a reason or an, actually a need for Ibaka to be a monster rebounder, and that really hurts his value. I am not a huge fan of Ibaka's value moving forward. I think it's kind of dipping probably from where you picked him up in the draft. His blocks have been down this year so far, but he has been scoring, and he's he's doing enough to stay stand, uh, obviously standard league relevant for sure, but... I I don't see his value bumping up into where he was in you know, the top 25, top 20, like he has in years past at all. The rest of this team, Alfred Payton followed up a, real, a nice night with a pretty abysmal shooting night. He was 0 for 5 from 3, 3 for 13, but had 11 assists, and you do want to see those assist numbers up that high if, if he's worth anything. He is valuable if you're punting certain categories, like points or field goal percentage or free throw percentage but or threes for that matter but in regular standard league nine cat standard leagues i'm not uh having peyton on my team i need to see more from him i'm still keeping an eye on him because he has a lot of potential but he should just be either streaming in head-to-head leagues to get those those uh, assist numbers or someone then in bigger leagues, you are keeping around on a bench just in case his potential uh, increases. Let's move on to the next game, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Indiana Pacers. Bucks won pretty handedly in this game, though the Pacers starters did still play a lot of minutes. Thaddeus Young, a pretty mediocre night tonight. I, In the past, I've said I like Thaddeus Young. And he only shot eight shots tonight. He had a pretty bad line. Nine points, four rebounds, and one steal. Nothing else. It does hurt that some nights Thaddeus Young just isn't going to be the focal point of the you know the second or third option on this team. Obviously, Paul George is the number one option on this team. Turner only had nine shots. Jeff Teague had 11 and still shooting really poorly. He was 4 for 11. He did have 16 points out of that, shot a lot of free throws, six assists and three steals. That's actually a better night from Jeff Teague than you've seen in a while. I still think he's a buy-low candidate simply because he's been playing pretty poorly lately. And if you can get a, a good starting point guard on a team with high pace on the cheap, you should definitely go after him. Monta Ellis, only six points tonight. He's His stock is falling, I think, as well. But 10 assists and, and three steals definitely helps the case for him staying on on your team as a standard league relevant guy. That's very uncharacteristic, those 10 assists for Monta Ellis. 
I'm not sure if he's adjusting his game or if this is a one-time fluke. I'm assuming it's a one-time fluke because Montellis loves to shoot, but he only shot four shots tonight. Weird, just weird lines from uh, this team tonight. Paul George had 20 shots. He um, had 23 points, too. Six turnovers, that's pretty brutal, but two blocks, two steals, an assist, and four rebounds, plus four three-pointers. That's really nice. His field goal percentage is never going to be good enough for um, relying on him to boost you in that category. He's definitely going to hurt you simply because of the volume he shoots. Miles Turner, not a monster night from him either. 15 points. He only shot the ball nine times, which is not bad. Six for nine. He had a three-pointer. That's really nice to see moving forward. Two steals, an assist, only two rebounds. He needs to rebound the ball a lot more, but it seems like nobody on this team was rebounding tonight. Al Jefferson had the most rebounds in 19 minutes. He had seven rebounds out of the starters. Four of those players had four rebounds, or three of those players tied for four rebounds. Kind of a weird game from the Pacers. I'm going to chalk it up to kind of the blowout loss there. Going on to the Bucks, Jabari had a monster monster line i think he might have listened to the podcast when i was talking about how he doesn't just he doesn't do anything but score so i heard he got mad about that he didn't tweet directly at me but i feel like he he wanted to and then he deleted the tweet just you know bad marketing on his part if he was going after a, a podcast that no one listens to but Jabari was 11 for 17, had 27 points, 3 assists, 8 rebounds, 4 three-pointers. That's the real surprise in this um, stat line. I'm surprised Jabari Parker's shooting threes, and I'm more surprised he's making threes. And that is a really, really good sign. If you are hoping he has a breakout year this year, it's at least looking like the potential is there. I don't think he's going to have a monster jump this year, but if he can start putting together more lines where he's, he's getting rebounds, uh, making good assists, and hitting threes, he his fantasy value jumps up a ton. Tony Snell with the start again tonight. 14 points, two three-pointers, two steals, two assists. I think Tony Snell's starting. He's going to shoot worse than he did tonight. He was six for nine, but he's... He's doing enough to be in that uh, drop zone where he maybe he's a pickup, maybe he's a drop, and he's doing enough that like a a bad tier shooting guard would do. And if he's sh- uh, the shooting guard tier this year, tiers are this year are pretty bad. Um, there's some really bad shooting guards that some teams have to start. So this at least looks like he can. Score a little bit, give you some three-pointers. A uh, poor man's Bradley Beal, perhaps. That's you know worth watching, worth um, looking into if that's the kind of stats you're you're desperate for right now. Greg Monroe off the bench, 26 minutes, 16 points, 16 rebounds, six assists. That's a monster line. I think Greg Monroe. Um, I kind of thought he would we'd be out of favor on this team, but they can't move him, and they need to play him, and he's going against second teams. And if this is the kind of stuff he's going to put up in 26 minutes, uh, he's standard, standard league relevant. He's doing enough to stay relevant even off the bench. His um, rebounds are monster tonight, and if he can keep that up, plus throw in some uh, a block here and there, 
and a steal every once in a while. He's right back to standard league relevance. I don't think he's going to reach what he did last year, but simply because the playing time isn't there for him. The Greek freak is a freak. 27 points. My God. Nine assists, seven rebounds, two steals, two blocks. He didn't make a three-pointer tonight, but he did attempt two of them. So it's good to see him trying to work that into his game. Ride the Greek freak moving forward for the rest of the year. I am not concerned about him falling off. I am not trying to sell high on him by any means. This is who he is. The guy is taking a leap. This is his team. Point Giannis is real. I, uh, I'm going to have to go catch the Bucks when they come to town because I just, I just want to see this in person. The bench here, looking at it, the only guy that other than Monroe that I'm in is uh, Malcolm uh, Brogdon. Brogdon? That's a that's a terrible name. It's kind of like Brogdon Brogdanovich. Um, he actually played 24 minutes tonight, and in those 24 minutes he had 12 points, two three-pointers, two rebounds, five assists, three steals, and a block. Keep an eye on him. I'm surprised he got that many minutes, but... If he's reliable on the bench on the second and coming in for the second team, maybe that's uh, that bumps him up enough in minutes to uh, warrant a flyer. If he's if he's going to put together nice little stat lines like that, I'm keeping an eye on him moving forward for sure. Let's go to the next game: the Nuggets versus the T Wolves. T Wolves with another uh, tough loss. Um, the Nuggets. Not a team I think that uh, I would think the T Wolves would lose to. Not looking good for the playoffs for the T Wolves right now, but it's very, very early, and they can always turn it around. And you know, Thibodeau is going to work them into the ground until they do turn it around. So, Chris Dunn with his second start, not as um, great of a shooting night, but still nine assists, three steals five rebounds the guy's filling up those counting stats he should probably be owned in all leagues he's got the starting guard spot for the next month he's now in the uh, backups playing for injured player uh, rankings and after that bad game by uh, tim frazier and uh, a couple of good games by um Ty Lawson, and now that Dunn's in here, it's a, I don't know who to, how to rank these guys. I still like Frazier moving forward simply because of the indefinite um, outage of Drew Holiday. Tim Frazier just puts up better stat lines, but I think Dunn might have just uh, taken the second spot over Ish Smith. Ty Lawson also probably might have bumped up over Ish Smith after a couple bad Ish Smith games as well. But Ty Lawson's a, literally this was his last game. I'm fairly sure it was a six-game suspension. Dunn should be on in all leagues, so go go pick him up. He's gonna struggle with his shot, but that's nothing to worry about if he's gonna have nine assists, three steals, and five rebounds. Which don't expect that always moving forward, but worth taking a flyer on. He's young. He's got potential. Bichelitsa, he played 22 minutes, had a nice line, 14 points, 8 rebounds and assists, and two three-pointers. Good to see him getting more tick. I don't think he's standard league relevant right now, but he's someone who has the potential to be standard league relevant. So keep an eye on him. Everybody else on this team, Gorgie Dang, my favorite 9-cat guy, had a pretty bad night. Um, don't worry about him, it's a bad night. I'm going to ignore one bad performance simply because he does fill up that nine cat often. 
Zach Levine has been playing better without Ricky Rubio. He's getting the ball a little bit more, it looks like. He shot pretty poorly tonight, but still 14 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. I like him to be owned in all standard leagues as well. The next game tonight was the Celtics versus the Cavaliers, and what some say are the best two teams in the East. The Cavs kind of fought off of a little bit of a comeback from the Celtics. It looks like the Cavs were up most of this game, but the Celtics tried to close it late. That sneaky man, Amir Johnson, he didn't take four three-pointers tonight. He he actually took two, missed both of them. Where was that last night against the Bulls? Needed that one. Uh, needed. He was kind of the difference in that Bulls game. Amir, only five assists, four rebounds, and two blocks. Which, you know, I guess that's not terrible for Amir. I don't think he's standard league relevant, but he is starting. He is playing. He could fit some uh, punt-designed teams if you don't care about scoring. Tyler Zeller, 28 points. Uh, another uh, good start for him. He was 5 for 8. With 11, 11 points tonight, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, which is, uh, that's the best thing I see on the stat line, with 2 blocks. If Tyler Zeller is kind of a, is going to be an assist-heavy big man, he, he, he also should be taking a flyer on. He's starting on this team, he's playing a lot of minutes, and while the rest of the big men are out, for various reasons, and Tyler Zeller is playing, he's worth uh, some quality. He might be worth some quality starts. Get him, get him in your roster, or stream him off the waiver wires in your head-to-head leagues. He's he's providing enough value to be relevant right now. Uh, moving into the future, I'm not sure how long that holds up. Avery Bradley, a guy I really like this year, two three-pointers tonight with 26 points. He had 10 rebounds, which is just crazy for uh, a guard. Two assists and a steal. Really, really like him moving forward. Isaiah Thomas went cold from three-point land. He was 0 for 6 tonight. Where was that against the Bulls? He still managed to score 30 points, which is pretty impressive considering he didn't make a three. That's DeMar DeRozan-level two-point shooting. And getting to the line, he was 14 for 14 from the line with six assists. Marcus Smart came off the bench in 28 minutes. I don't think he's fa- uh, standard league relevant right now. He's he's still buried on this team. I didn't think he would be standard league relevant, but maybe worth a flyer um, if you need steals. He's He did hit three three-pointers tonight, which is out of character for Marcus Smart. Maybe he worked on his uh, shot over the, the season, over the offseason. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on his playing time and his performance. He's young enough and has got a, has good potential, but I, I don't like him in standard leagues right now, only in bigger leagues. Jalen Brown got the start tonight. He had a way more impressive night than Marcus Smart, and that actually probably hurts Marcus Smart's ability to play in those smaller three-ball um, lineups because Jalen Brown does what Marcus Smart does. But if Jalen Brown's going to do what he does tonight, he's, he's better than Marcus Smart right now. 19 points. Five rebounds, two assists, three steals, and a block, plus three three-pointers. That is impressive. I like uh, Jalen Brown. If Take a flyer on him right now. He's a rookie. I don't know if he's going to, like I said, him and Marcus Smart have the same problem. They, there's not enough minutes for, for either, for both of them to to be playing 35 minutes a night, even though Jalen Brown did play 35 minutes tonight. 
that's simply because Crowder is still uh, out with that injury. I haven't heard any timelines for Crowder getting back, but if Jalen Brown's the st- uh, the starter and he's going to perform like this, I would pick him up and take a, and ride him until Crowder comes back. Stream him in head-to-head leagues. Um, I you know I'd pick him up in in roto leagues and standard leagues. Because it looks like he can fill up a box score, and that's 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 really impressive. Looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers, nothing interesting about what they did tonight. It's standard stuff, except for Tristan Thompson, who actually scored tonight. Uh, six for seven from field goal. Looks like that center position might be a little bit of a hole against the Boston Celtics. So if you have a, a, a decent center going up against the Celtics on your bench, you might want to start him in Roto Leagues because centers seem to be doing, playing uh, pretty well against the Celtics. 15 points for Tristan Thompson tonight with 14 rebounds, which he is known for. The rebounds only, an assist, a steal, and three blocks. That's um, that's something to, to take note of. I don't think Tristan Thompson's suddenly going to be that type of player, but that's a, that's a really great line uh, I don't I, I with too, so many mouths to feed on this team I just don't see how they keep feeding him the ball like this Kyrie Irving shot the ball 18 times LeBron shot it 22 times LeBron flirting with a triple double again 30 points 12 assists and seven rebounds Kyrie Irving three three-pointers 23 points six assists good assist for for Kyrie and four rebounds Kevin Love, eight rebounds, two blocks, four three-pointers, 26 points. Monster night from him. So th- those guys need to have a monster night and, Tristan, and a Tristan Thompson performance to to stay away from the Celtics coming back on him. The Celtics, without uh, Crowder, they should be pretty good moving forward. Iman Shumpert was the first guy off the bench and had the biggest minutes off the bench, 26 points. Still just a deep team, uh, deep league type of guy. I don't think he's standard league relevant. Let's move on to Oklahoma City Warriors. This got real, real ugly. Katie got mad and um, just just destroyed the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think the hype around this, um, players, especially the Golden State Warriors, seem to really feed off negative press. And a lot of people have been killing Katie for leaving Oklahoma City and you know rightfully so that was kind of a cold move but I I can see why playing with the Warriors might be fun when in 31 minutes you drop 39 points and most of this happened in the first half really 39 points seven rebounds and a one assist seven three-pointers this is old Steph Curry stuff and I'm gonna I'm gonna put Steph Curry on blast. Hey, Steph Curry, remember when you used to do this stuff? Come back and start doing this stuff, too. Don't don't let Kevin Durant have all the fun out there. Yeah, it's a long season. I think Steph Curry's going to have his um, a handful of games that look like uh, Kevin Durant's game tonight, but I, I need Steph Curry, from a fantasy perspective, to start playing like Steph Curry of last year. I, I don't need him to always you know, drop 40 points and be the most unconscious guy on the floor, but he's averaging five three-pointers right now, and that's I guess that's all you can ask for a guy who was supposed to take a large hit. Just need him to be, you know, the second or third best player in fantasy. And 
right now it looks like he he's getting outplayed by a few people so someone some beat writer needs to put curry on, on blast to get him motivated to actually come out and score and let's go down to curry this game still has about three minutes left so looking at curry's um not good line here's his not good line 21 points, 7 assists, 2 steals, a block, only 1 rebound, and only 2 three-pointers. When Steph Curry is... And he's on the bench right now, so I'm watching the end of this game. He's on the bench. He's not going to come back in in this type of a blowout. When Steph Curry's playing bad, he's playing great. So we really... I want him to be playing great, though, just to get the value out of that. You know, the fourth, fourth pick or third pick, wherever you took him. Clay Thompson is getting his uh, shooting legs under him. He was 7 for 15 with four three-pointer shot, 50% from three-point land. Two steals, three assists, two blocks. I um, uh, His buy low days might be over. I would try to still steal him if, if guys don't think he's going to be that good. He's going to struggle this year. I would try to buy low on Clay Thompson. I just think Clay Thompson is going to do almost as good as every one of these guys is going to do almost as good as they did last year. Maybe with the exception of, of Durant with this this monster game, he he might just start taking over games and just get mad and get dirty and win the MVP. I doubt it. Being on a super team, it's hard to win the MVP on a super team. Ask LeBron about that. Nothing else to note with this um, this night. Iguodala had 25 minutes off the bench. He's playing good minutes off the bench, so in deeper leagues, keep him um, rostered. And that's it for the games tonight. Um, it was a quick box score. We're going to look into bringing in some people to talk about trades, to talk about uh, best ways to make trades, and to do some risers and fallers throughout the uh the rest of the season, once the uh, the beginning of the season kind of settles down and we, we have enough evidence to kind of see how teams are using their rotations and, and what guys are trending up, what guys are trending down. So about two weeks in is when you, you should start making um, moves or when you should start thinking about making moves because you got to know, you got to level set and see what the season's going to give you and what teams are going to be good and what teams are going to be terrible but have guys who are going to fill it up because their team is so terrible. Um, this is the fun of fantasy basketball, everybody. This has been a really fun beginning to the NBA season, just in general. There's been a lot of really good games, a lot of good storylines already. So, thanks for joining me. You can find me on Twitter at WatchTheBoxes, all one word. Feel free to hit me up, send me questions about fantasy, tell me I'm not very good at fantasy, or uh, give me suggestions for the show and feedback. That would be great. If you have, um, if you like the show, Feel free to uh, give us a good ra- uh, rating on whatever platform you are downloading this on, especially iTunes. iTunes is still kind of the forefront for podcast ratings. So if you give us a good rating, then you leave us a good review. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated. It helps people find the podcast. And if you know, and you know this, uh, heaven forbid you tell someone in your league about a, a resource you're using to get uh, good fantasy advice. So find people who are not in your leagues who play fantasy basketball. Maybe tell them about the podcast so they can get um, good advice. Hopefully you are getting good advice. So yeah, let me know if you are, and let me know if it's helping out your team. It's uh, it's really refreshing to hear people uh, when they message you and that you're helping them out and actually doing some good in the fantasy basketball world. So thanks for joining us tonight. We'll be back again at the end of the weekend 
to uh, review what happened over the next three days. If you're going to the World Series Parade tomorrow, enjoy yourself and drink heavily. Have a good night, everybody.